Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Ford and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather round. I'm back. It's Bobby and Drew, This Life. Here we are, man. You live, and uh, you were missed. You were missed. I was missed. Well, the Republicans missed me, I hear. Well, we, we, (laughs) you know, I'm sort of agnostic to about everything, and uh, so I had some Republicans in here, and I was on a Fox News show. Doesn't that reflect necessarily any of my feelings? But uh, we'll have Tom Arnold in a little bit later, and so yeah. What is I, he? I, he's 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 Tom Arnold. Yeah, and so you're you're <laughs> perceived as the harbinger of uh, the left. But I want to clarify. I I think that what used to be yes, I was left of center. You were right of center, slightly, right? Yeah, yeah. Historically, now the whole thing has gotten so crazy mm-hmm. that I'm somehow right of center now, <laughs> and and you're. I've sort of crossed over you. You're Abraham Lincoln or something. No, I'm sort of a libertarian (laughs) constitutionalist. And there's sort of some new ideas such as, hey, everybody, let's share ideas. Imagine that. I really just care about... You know, the kids in my neighborhood that's and right. parents raising their kids right, that's and, right, and kind of being kind to each other. And that's why I just don't like the mean spiritedness from my people on the left. They're, they're the fascists, they're the ones that want the off with the heads, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, this pragmatic kind of conservative agenda. Just, I'm not, it's not conservative, it's called pragmatic. Just pragmatic. What but helps people? Cent- what helps people? That's the center. We hope so. The, the re- you and I hope so. craziness. No. That's that's what. No bueno. That's you know. So us centrists need to stick together and stop attacking each other. And although you know, although I, I chant this libertarian sort of attitude that I have, I am extremely disturbed about the homeless thing here in this city. I'm extremely disturbed by the transportation problems. And a friend of mine is a an attorney named Leo Torelli. Does a lot of radio, and he said, "Oh, oh, you want the government to solve those problems?" <laughs> is, that, is that libertarian? Is that, I'm like, well, yes, I want them to solve these problems. The government too, right? The government? I'm like, God damn it. Uh-oh, I'm hearing feedback. Oh. Uh, I think it's you, Susan. <laughs> yep, our, our producer. So, so, yeah, we just, uh, you know, I think L.A. could solve our problems, but we have a lot of uh, uh, insistence on many My son, different levels. My because son, because we are overrun by homeless in Los Angeles, like literally overrun, my son has now developed norovirus which is volatilized, comes off the stool that's all over the street because people use the street as a bathroom now. Yeah, yeah. So basic government function, sanitation, basic government, fail. Now we're having infectious disease outbreaks. The rodents outnumber the homeless about 100 to 1. Now we're going to get flea-borne illnesses this summer. 
Mark my words. They're going to get on your animals. And I live they're in Claremont. None of this is going to happen to me, All Nate. Right, Bobby. Is it? In Claremont? Let's, 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 I think we have one homeless person in Claremont. Everybody's very nice to him. You come into town here. It's Los Angeles <laughs> that is the problem. I'm telling you. It is, it is, uh, it is a... I don't know how they can claim. First of all, I don't know how they sleep at night. The, the government officials, because this is this is a failure of basic government, and they, it should drive them crazy that people are suffering in the streets well, and they're endangering the entire population. I've, I've been dealing with it for ten years, right? The, mm-hmm. This kind of thing, and I I want to pose this to you. Yeah, should they be allowed? If if there's government government subsidized housing for the homeless along yeah. the L.A. River, yeah, which was projected we've, twenty years ago. No, we've got housing. The, no, but listen. Can they drink and take drugs and do whatever they want and live however they want? Because that the 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 way that the government says to these people, you have to live the way that we believe you should no, live. They, That's they why wanted, they live on the streets. Right. So if they want to do drugs, they should do drugs and then whatever. And, and what they in, should, the, in, the, uh, in the places sure. that we subsidize. Sure. Yeah. I'm fine with that. That's Dr. Drew saying that, I, by the way. And, I've been saying that for 15 years. You and, can't and, superimpose morality. No. And then what you do is you bring in resources to help try to create some motivation, expose them to people, get a warm handoff, and get them in the program eventually. The, you just use motivational enhancement. Is this the kind of life you want to live? Is this really working for you? You know, the stuff we do. All right. I get it. Call in, 323-649-8268. Thank, uh, hello to all of you out in Facebook land. Um, we appreciate you being here for Facebook Live. We have a couple good guests today uh, for this program. One I'm very excited about hearing about because you know my wife is a huge fan of your television show, Drew. The Teen Mom Show. So we <laughs> There's have, a lot of controversy going on. We have Farah's dad, Michael Abraham. Michael, welcome. I think this is welcome back for you, is it not? Well, thank you, Dr. Drew. Good to see you guys. Thank you for having me. Make sure I have your Twitter handle right. It's at E-K-L-M. Is that right, Abraham? Yeah, that's the, basically it's Mike backwards, E-K-I-M. Oh. And then Abraham, you, you have, I'm, I feel foolish for not seeing that. <laughs> okay. um, we also, in a few minutes, are going to have Grace from the Grace Report we've had on before. But right now, I just want to interview Michael. So, you know, I saw Farah uh, individually. I, oh, Farrah, you did? Yeah, I had a meeting with Farah um, after she uh, did not come to the reunion. They let me go talk to her, and Farah very kindly uh, granted me that interview. And um, I don't know. I, you know, I told her, I, I, and I meant it. I'll miss her. I will miss Farah because you. We've all been through this very intense experience over the last ten years, and we're all yeah. sort of connected around it. And I've watched these women go from children with with liabilities to struggling in their adult life well and for for us that don't know i'm i am the spouse of a devotee so okay. i know a little bit okay did she quit or was she fired michael i'll let michael answer that and this is the most popular uh, girl on the show so it is okay. a, a, an interesting thing to a lot of people i mean a lot of things happen let's put it this way um <clears throat> i could give you the long version but i won't uh, bottom line is, uh, Farrah did sue Viacom and MTV and the production company for wrongful uh, firing. They did settle out of court, which was good for all parties. But the bottom line was this. you know, Morgan came to my home when I wasn't here. He made sure I wasn't here. And uh, they filmed that segment. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, it was edited down. Um it is what it is. Uh, Farrah got fired. Farrah told them, no, I'm not going to do Teen Mom anymore. 
which uh, I'm very proud for Farrah to, st- uh, to stand up for what she believed in. Is that so, why she didn't come to the reunion, or is it is this before? I, I no, don't no, understand. It was, mid, it was mid-season. Because she's a gal you want to yeah. see on the reunion, because she'll yeah. lay it, on the, lay it well, all out. Well, Bob, at the time that reunion was being uh, filmed uh, in New York, yeah. uh, negotiations were, were still underway. And, and again, I can, I'm not under any legal cease and desist or anything, yeah, yeah. but there's something that others can't share. I mean, my ex-wife was there. I was not invited to be there. Um, so uh, I will share this. When Dr. Drew interviewed Farrah, um, you know, I saw the interview. I watched it 10 times. Uh, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, I wish there was more dialogue with you, Dr. Drew, because I really think, you know, and I've known you for years. Uh, from the heart, you were coming from the heart, you know, but I'll share this with you. Sarah got rid of three things in her life that really were bringing her down. One, Simon, he's gone. That was a question you asked and she wouldn't respond. Two, her mother, uh, Farrah supports some type of relationship for Sophia's sake so they can have a, a grandparent uh, relationship. But, uh, you know, Deborah's a, you know, she's doing her thing. Unfortunately, she'll throw her daughter under the bus. And the third organization was 11th Street Productions and MTV and Teen Mom. After 10 years, it was way too much. Farrah was always the vil- villain. Uh, we can ask her while she did this, we saw this. Well, let's talk about that. My daughter and granddaughter are the happiest they've ever been. My relationship with Farrah is phenomenal. That's good to hear. We're trying, we're trying to have a real, real life now. And when people try to take, try to make, you know, try to do a TV show and it's supposed to be reality and they're not really doing reality. Well, what you I okay. urge everyone to watch the show Unreal if you want to know how reality is constructed. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were we were in the belly of that beast for a while. Yeah, Bob and I were in it <laughs> in Celebrity Rehab, and um, you know we were always, you know they they construct the whatever they're filming into a reality show. We know that well. And my feeling about our program was, well, that's just what they do. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. as a result from our standpoint, they didn't show any treatment. <laughs> so people always go, where's the treatment? Like, yeah, we did the treatment. It just wasn't on TV. And and from well, our – But that gets back to the public. The public didn't want to watch people get well. That's right. The public doesn't want to see Farrah do well. That's they right. want to see her with Simon. That's they right. They want – this is the, the society in, the, we the, live the, in. The shot in front. Right? Yeah. And so the, So the producers are doing just what they need to do to get eyeballs. And that's what right. I knew. I knew. Right. I knew that too. And so I thought, well, I'll try to slip in as much as I can of, <laughs> of a meaningful nature. And that's TV too, which is a very nefarious sort of um, environment. But, but you got to you got to understand what what it is. But and, I wish more people that were caught up in that really realized you can you can use that exposure to better yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Certainly, Celebrity Rehab raised my profile as a counselor so that everyone in the United States and parts of the world know, oh, I, that's the guy with the hat. So if that, that's why I have a rehab. Yeah. Yeah. There's, no, there's no difference between me and any other KDAC counselor except for I had this opportunity to be highly visible and I do my job and I reap incredible rewards both financially and, and emotionally from that. I I think that the train wreck TV, the Teen Moms and the Beverly Housewives, they don't some of them take advantage of it. Lauren Conrad is the best example of somebody that took advantage of reality television and made a brand for herself and a life for well, herself. I would argue 
Farrah was Farrah has. Farrah has she's made, a, bunch she's of made a couple of little stumbles. Well, those, but those are her choices. <laughs> I, I, I might, see, my thing is I don't judge anybody's choices. It's like this, people struggle. Yeah, let's see. I mean, Farrah, I mean, you know, Dr. Drew, you've known Farrah from day one. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, with all our haters, and we have a lot of followers too, thank God for that, that I've shared with you before, she can she, she can make lemonade out of lemons. Yes, she's made some challenge, challenging mistakes that I would not have even attempted to do, but she still is maintaining her family. She's a, ph- a phenomenal mother. Uh, she's a single mother. She does not have a significant other or a baby daddy. Derek's died. So, uh, you know, she's doing quite well. Uh, I mean, right now, uh, I shared with Susan, I mean, we have a studio that's making her first uh, book, My Teenage Dream Ended, which is a New York uh, Times bestseller into a movie. Uh, Farah and Sophia, they're studying scripted work now. They were focusing on our businesses. But the biggest thing is we're living our lives the way we need to live our lives without having people tell us how we should live our lives. You know, that that's the way it is. And this last season, Dr. Troop, if you saw any of it, you probably saw Amy and I, we got engaged in uh, Italy. I really thought it was one of our best seasons we ever really did. And then Morgan pulled this garbage on us and everything tanked. Well, to be, to be fair, you know, because I, yeah. I was hearing about it as it was happening, that, that was – Morgan was handed a job from MTV, right? I mean, the, yes. this was way yeah. above him. And then he had to be the messenger and that was what uh, – you know, that was rough. Just as a funny side note, when I go into the DVR to see something that I saved, do you know what's in there, Drew, at my house? Teen Mom OG, like three different episodes. Why don't you guys and, come to the reunions? You're welcome to come. I'll, I'll, <laughs> we'll have to see you there. And Sesame Street. There's no sports in there. You know, there's never the thing I'm looking for. But Teen Mom. I'm OG. Having, hang on a second, Michael. I'm having a technical issue with the phone screening equipment here. I want to try to... Oh, before we bring Grace in from the Grace Report, who we're going to bring in just a second, uh, and and you know, Michael Grace represents lots of viewers, and they have lots of tough questions. And you know, like you, I know you're happy to give them a chance to ask them. Uh, there we go. But this one, this question, I thought was very interesting. I want to take it right now, and uh, before we talk to Grace, and I think you'll have probably some interesting to say about it. This is Kimberly. Kimberly, go ahead. Hi, I had a whole other question I wanted to ask. Michael. Go ahead. But after that last speaker, I want to say that Sarah is, she should be thanking MTV instead of causing drama. Without MTV, she would have had none of this other stuff come to fruition. The porn, the businesses, nothing. And the way she treats the staff on MTV was ridiculous, okay, but you to had, say you, the least. But you had a question, Kimberly, about, I thought it was really a good question. May I read it? Yeah, go ahead. Dude, does Mike, Michael, do you regret the fact that Farrah ever really did the show and, and at 16 sort of signed up? Right. Okay. Because her okay. fame went to her head, yeah. Well, I don't went to her head. I, it's, again, we, it's hard for us all to judge. What, I, again, we shouldn't sit in judgment of people struggling through their lives. That, that's a, I would urge you not to do that. It's, it's, it's not our most uh, becoming human quality, but but go ahead, Michael. Okay, to answer, answer Kimberly's question – uh, yeah, we'd do it over again. We're very thankful for the opportunity that we've had over the years with MTV and Viacom and everybody, uh, you know, for, from the other women and their families. Uh, we have no regrets. Um, the other issue, uh, you know, Kimberly brought up how Farrah treats the staff. I'll share you. I'll share this with you on last season when Kristen and David and David, the film producer, never worked on us. That was an edited situation and they didn't really t- give you everything about what happened with that too 
Now you're talking to I'll now you're just talking to the de- devout listener, the watcher, right? Of what's going on behind no, the scenes. But real quick, and I, I think that, that, that Dr. Drew, hopefully you'll support me on this. Hmm. We're humans. For mm-hmm. every action, there's a reaction. Thera does not throw people under the bus without having some type of cause. The issue with Christian, she continually made us late. We're business people. Yes, we have obligations to MTV. We give them our schedules, and they continue to do that. And that's what happened. If you, Kimberly, if you're talking about uh, Christian, okay? But there's a lot of manipulation and editing going on there, okay? Right. I mean, everybody knows that about reality television. I'm not but, so sure. But I think but, people, people feel like no, they're watching somebody's life. No, but I verbatim. think that whoever you are, they will amplify that with yeah, their storylines right. and their whatever. That's it's right. not like she's a Sunday school teacher who gets along with everybody. Right, you right, know what I mean? So right. they amplify who right. she is, and that's what the audience wants. These exaggerations. I'll give you an example in music. Led Zeppelin and all the original rock bands that started playing arenas couldn't just stand there and play like they did in bars. Mm-hmm. So they had to, and Jimmy Page talks about this, exaggerate their their strumming. Yeah. Pete Townsend, exaggerate with this big whirlwind guitar thing because there's people a quarter mile away from you that have to see you. Right. I, think, I think reality television just does that. It just edits and exaggerates for the, for the viewer, right? Well... Uh, yeah, no, I know that about it. But like but, you're empathetic, but not as empathetic as when you're on TV. That's right. That's true. Um, but but um, there there is a fundamental confusion also out there, and help me with this, Bob, which is that people believe that if somebody, let's say, has an unregulated behavior, an unregulated emotion, or some some behavior that's out of line. The way to deal with it is to set them straight and yell at them and let them know. What happens when you yell at people who are struggling? They yell at you back. Or what, that's the best thing that can happen. They kill themselves. Force shield, well, they can do that. That's why force I don't shield, yell at them. <laughs> force shields go up. They don't hear a yeah, damn and thing and you say. We saw that with Sarah over the years, the last three or four reunions. Force shields go up. So what you have to do... So and I, I saw this recently with Jeanette. who handles fame well. I, I haven't. I've seen a f- handful of people handle it well. This is like <laughs> reality television fame. I'm talking about Kurt Cobain fame. He yeah. didn't handle his fame very no. well. Name any Marlon Brando. Who handles fame well? Not many. No. And so the, you take these sixteen-year-old girls. You have to not care you, about it. You take these sixteen-year-old girls and you expect yeah. them to handle fame differently than Donald Trump does or Kurt yeah. Cobain does. It's yeah. impossible. So let me finish my thought. So I saw this recently with Janelle, where people are like, "Did you know that she drove with the kids and she brandished a gun?" Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Here's what I know. What I know is the sheriffs are there all the time." Child Protective Service has been there 30 times. And it's, now they show that you'll see it on this season that uh, each child has their own therapist and there's couples therapies. And there's, oh, uh, my God. And, 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 is this in West L.A.? This is, no, it's in <laughs> South Carolina. And, and, and my point is they're getting tons of intervention. You screaming at Janelle does not help things or calling the sheriff does not help things. It makes it worse. And there's, there's a team of professionals whose responsibility it is to help her with her life as she struggles. That's their responsibility. Nobody else's. Not mine. Not yours. And and if if all you had to do with people that are struggling is just set them straight, 
we would not we wouldn't have to work <laughs> you and i they would wouldn't no, even end up where we yeah, are yeah you would never have any of that so yeah. you've got to uh, you've got to get more sophisticated about what you're watching to that end michael i want to introduce you to grace she does the grace report she's a she's a diligent fan of the show and she's very thoughtful about things she's asked tough questions but she has fair questions so i want to give her a chance to talk to you hi grace Hey guys! Hey, there you are. It's great, to be- <laughs> it's great to be back. I'm excited to finally get to talk to Michael. This is pretty cool for you, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And and Michael too. I think a lot of people. You, last time you were on, you talked about some of your own struggles and traumas and stuff like that. So, you know, people watching today or listening today may not remember that. So, at some point, you might want to review that. But let's give Grace a chance to to ask questions. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I was, (laughs) I was watching a video with Sarah. She recently, I guess, kind of relaunched her YouTube channel in some sort of way. And she came out with a long form video. And at a certain point, she started crying about the way that growing up, um, her mother treated her sister Ashley so badly. And I was wondering if you can kind of expound on what she meant by that and why that was so heartbreaking to her. And if this was pre or post fame. Okay. That it really took like a note. I told, I told you she has good questions, <laughs> and 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 as always, Michael, you're you're in charge. If you don't feel comfortable answering, or you feel that there's a liability there, of course not. I'm good on this one. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sarah has a big heart. She loves her uh, half sister Ashley. But uh, what she was talking about primarily was, you know, uh, I mean, Deborah, her her mother, you know, physically, you can say abuse or whatever. It just depends. We address that on uh, WeTV's Nerd Boot Camp. But uh, Deborah would hit the girls. I was not involved. I was not permitted to be involved in discipline. It's probably a major issue of uh, what happened. And to be quite honest with, with this, I'll take some responsibility. Dr. Drew, you and I have talked about this over the year about uh, being there and not abandoning her. I abandoned my daughter. I didn't support her on that issue that she was crying about and other issues. So uh, yeah, she feels very sad about uh what had gone on and um, that YouTube uh, uh, was put out there to be honest. It showed uh, real Farah, you know, I mean, she wasn't, excuse the expression, ragging on people or taking blame. I mean, she took responsibility from everything from adult videos on down. Grace. Yeah, she, she really did. And um, another question that I had in mind was that Sarah said that producers had set her up to be a villain. And so why do you think that she was the one sort of chosen to be that, or is it just that she had more outbursts than the other girls? I, I would let me let me. I think I actually am a better person to answer that because I, I have I have a suspicion of that too. Also, okay, let's each answer. I, Mike, a, Michael, go ahead. A, Michael, go ahead. Okay. Um, well, you know, you, you basically got to look at the evolution of this TV show, and um, in the beginning, they kept it pretty truthful. Okay. When Lauren was still around, everything was doing pretty good. But I think why Sarah got pulled into it after the fourth season of Teen Mom, they tried doing the thing with just Macy and the other girls. They brought Sarah back. Morgan did the thing about, okay, Macy, we're bringing Sarah back. And they basically put that in the frying pan. Sarah was, I mean, Sarah made their job easy to make drama. And the same thing with Amber. They, you know, Right. And and one thing I observed was in yeah, when you go back to season 3, season 4, more more showing more positivity, I remember, right? With Farrah. Yeah, with them and they're turning their lives around, they're getting a job, they're getting their working relationships out, and I bet you numbers tanked. 
and mm-hmm. then and then as soon as Pharaoh was let loose to say what she wanted, and the other gal, I forget the other gal, who who went to jail. Well, I'm God, I feel that. like I'm in the middle of gossip <laughs> central right now. But once those girls were set free yeah. to be villains and be right. perpetrators and yeah. be this exaggerated form of who they are, I believe, yeah. numbers went up. Mm-hmm. And so then they, am I correct, Michael, or what? No, you're very correct. And, uh, That's what happened to us, too. <laughs> which, which, <laughs> Anytime which, people do well, I mean, the numbers go down. Yeah, right. So, so I mean, I mean, they capitalized on it. I mean, Sarah has always been trending since we began. And uh, they didn't really take advantage of it. They saw an opportunity, and that's what they did. I think we have to say, though, that Farah, in her 16 and pregnant days, her relationship with you guys was completely different because she was dependent on you guys. And then once mm-hmm. Farah became financially independent from the show, your dynamics kind of shifted, you know, from Deborah. We saw Deborah, Deborah hit her on camera in 16 and pregnant, but once Farah was the more financially secure, she started kind of kissing her ass. And yes. is that what changed the way fair treated you guys she would call you guys by your first names i think she would berate you guys a lot i think that a lot of her villainess isn't how she treats other cast or producers it's the way she treats you guys as parents and is that something that you kind of find about Riza? i mean farah called me michael from probably the first time she called me michael two Mm -hmm. two years old okay uh that's where that started it's old story but uh yeah, and, and the thing is, you know, the last couple of years, I mean, 10 years, Farrah's been going through a lot of an emotional roller coaster. And then you put on top of some of the social norms that she broke, that'll be working and, you know, having one adult video sold for two, her adult toys, whatever. Um, the stigma, um, the stigma of her castmates, the three of them that basically went against her, you know, judging her. I mean, it's just like being a cheerleader and you get pregnant. In your senior year, and your whole school turns against you, which also that was sad. I saw that. The whole thing happened. Well, well, the whole thing happened. They were waiting to turn against her, though. What what really got there's certain there's certain because I work with a high school here for teen for teen pregnant women. There's certain girls that the the student body want to turn against. Mm. They're not like the, the they're envied mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the general everyday student, they don't turn against. They're mm. supportive of. No, it's that, very that, strange. It's, it's, I think it's, it's, that's what was going on with the teen mom. It's gals. also a different time. The ones that are likable and amiable were supported. The ones that are a little edgy and a little mouthy and a little, you know what I'm saying? No, I know what you're saying, but I think they, they even Macy had trouble like, like this. Yeah, it, yeah. It, well, that's it, the Midwest, yeah. though, too. Bob, you know, Macy and Farrah, they were pretty close, I mean, uh, as individuals. I mean, Farrah, the reason why they turned her high school, most of her friends turned against her, she's a very beautiful woman. That's what I'm saying, envy, right? Yeah, she, she modeled... Bobber's on school modeling since she's been 10, okay? Uh, with all due respect, Deborah and I, we, we were blessed. We lived in a, you know, multi-million dollar house, uh, you know, and we had good income, and we always tried to, uh, you know, participate uh, in the community. But again, you know, hey, she's down. We're going to hit her, 
you know, and that's what they did. And that's why she, that's I mean, what I'm she saying. That reinforces what I said. And, and Grace, back to your the villain question, which was really a good one. Um, the, Amber was your original villain. That's the girl. Uh, that the yeah. went to prison. She right? was awful. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, she was not awful. For domestic she, violence. She, she, she was really. <laughs> well, you know, really well, she was beating up she, on her boyfriend and like almost pushing him down. The yes, yes, awful. it was inexcusable. Inexcusable. Grace, she went to prison for it. No, I gotta help her communicate with you, Grace. This is how you communicate with who? With me? With you? She's she's not my cup of tea. Because <laughs> I used to use words around Drew like "hate," I can't stand her. I fucking hate her. And and Drew just gets in your face. So I've chosen for the last fifteen years to say that, that gal's not my cup of tea. <laughs> because because Grace, the way I look I at it, it I, I don't I don't feel like it's my. You know, I don't feel she, she that girl grants a visceral reaction. Amber? Yes, Amber. I don't even want to know her name. I just know she's the then one that went to jail. Seen, but you haven't seen her recovery. Her I have. I watch every episode. Oh, Drew, what are you talking right. about? Has she recovered, right. though? Because she's on that marriage boot camp show. Like, she, she's, she's still crazy bullies the boy around. and all. She waxes and wanes, right? Waxes and, and wanes, and, and, Grace. And that's another word for it. She, <laughs> she did multiple years in a prison, in a treatment center, where she became a peer counselor. Have made a tremendous amount of progress. Now, what happens when you get out? Yeah, she, easy on the mountaintop, down hard down in the village. I just see <laughs> her her bullying that boy all the time, and he's just bullying the, long the, the new guy. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, new guy. yeah, yeah. Um, well, here's but both Amber. She just has contempt when she looks at her spouse. I don't think it's contempt, but but <laughs> but, 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 but I, Grace, do you know what I'm talking about? I 100 percent agree. Okay, she let, is just. Something. <laughs> She's not your cup of tea. Let me tell you <laughs> what, what both Amber and Farah have, and it's not something that they feel good about, I promise you. They have unregulated hostility at times. Mm-hmm. And when they when they can't regulate their hostility, it comes out all over the place. You know what that is. You yeah. and I deal with it all the time clinically. It's and you know what the person feels like later after they've had that those outbursts. It's a it's a syndrome, it's a thing. And it's hard, and it's hard to deal with, and it's it's very unpleasant to be the object of it. Trust me, I've been the object from both of them. It's not fun, but my job again is not to condemn them and judge them, and because I can't change it by doing so. It's just to be there, to be present. But Grace, you can ask the hard questions. Go ahead, Grace. Keep asking. Go ahead, Grace. Let's hear another one. Great. <laughs> so, Michael, I'm kind of curious about what you feel you contributed to. Um, Farah's issues. I know that Dubs OG came out with a with a new single, and she claimed that you had cheated at least twenty times. So, do you find that that might have affected Farah growing up? Um, well, the twenty three times is kind of a lie. <laughs> um, but let's talk about infidelity. Fourteen. Let me frame it. Let me frame it. Your, your marriage was not great, yeah, right? Yeah. So let, let's go back uh, probably a couple, probably three reunion shows for Dr. Drew says, Oh, Michael, thank you. It's the first time we have you out. What happened to you? You know, I have a question. What happened to your marriage? And my infidelity. Mm. Okay. So the thing is, the infidelity could have caused it. Anytime there's a divorce, there's some actions. But I tell you, the one thing that was really negative is when somebody uses infidelity as a weapon. Because when that happened, Farah was 13 years old. And Deborah told Farah, and I tell you, one of the hardest things I ever had to look through is explaining to my 13-year-old daughter, my only child, by the way, mm. 
why I cheated on her mom. Oh, why? 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 Yeah, she, or she, just... yeah, she came and asked me. Okay, she asked me. What's the advice? I would, that, that's not a thirteen-year-old child. Uh, you talk about the relationship yeah, but, not working. But Bob, my point is, Deborah used that as a weapon. Right, like pointed she, it at you. I know, used so, the kid as so a weapon. Let's, let's get back to Grace's question. What I contributed to probably uh, some of Fair's challenges. One, uh, you know, I, I, even though I was there physically, financially, I would remove myself because I had so much difficulty being around Deborah. Okay, so I would. Abandoned Farah when I would have abandoned basically Deborah trying to get away to have some freedom. And, and Michael, let me For let me well, hang a second, guys. Let me let me frame this even more though. And Michael, maybe I, I'll let you sort of discuss whatever detail you want. But Michael had some severe trauma from his childhood, mm-hmm. and he would dissociate. That's that yes. shutting down and pulling away and abandoning he's talking about. A lot of that started emotionally as a survival technique from your childhood trauma. Maybe you want to talk about that. Yes, and we didn't get too much into it, even in marriage boot camp when it came out, but I was sexually assaulted, okay? And I was very young by a family member. Um, nobody knows who it is. My parents don't know who it is. I kept it quiet. Um, Farrah did not know about this till October 16th when we filmed marriage boot camp, October, 6th, uh, October of 2016. And after I put that out, her and I really went, really put a lot of chapters away. Um, but yes, uh, Dr. Draw, I'll agree with you. When, when, a, when a parent has issues, they uh, trickle down to the, parent, to the children. Yeah. And that's what happened. Let's take a quick call here, too. This is uh, Julie. Is that right? Julia. Julia? Hello? Hey, Julia. What's up? Hi. Hi, Julia. Hi. Um, I had a question for Michael. Yeah. And I wanted to ask him if he has any concerns about Dr. David and and kind of the relationship that, you know, I know Farah, you know, has some type of relationship because Sophie is involved, but I wanted to know if he kind of had any concerns with um, David, because when I've seen on the show, you know, David seems like he brings um, some kind of, you know, negativity and is has bullied Farah in the past. So I just wanted to know what he thought um, about okay. that relationship. Got it. Go okay. I'll try to be fair because... I want both Deborah and David to be happy, okay? But what happened over the last year and a half, uh, I mean, Deborah met David, they get married in three months. Uh, it's her business. Um, David's a very outspoken person. Unfortunately, he's not a psychiatrist. But he's trying to practice on my daughter. And uh, so that yeah, really set a lot of uh, division there. Um, you know, I shared with Dr. Drew that, Sarah, basically, uh, her relationship with Deborah and, and, and David is non-existent. I mean, you know, there's probably conversation. There's definitely discussion uh, and access to Sophia for Deborah. But off, you know, we wish them the best. But the only thing we see is negativity coming from them right now. Go ahead, Grace. Um, Grace? Okay, so my next question is, in Sarah's book, and or her recent video that I referenced earlier, she had mentioned that there's a certain point that um, you and her late boyfriend and baby daddy, Derek, had pulled knives on each other. So I'm curious what would have spawned that, especially with him probably being a teenager at that time. I'll try to answer real fast, Dr. Drew. There were two incidents. The first incident was when I caught them in my house having sex. And there was no knives to that particular incident. 
Though had you had one, <laughs> no, you get, a, you get, a, you get a, Michael. Let me help you that you get a garden hose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, Derek was—he was a state wrestler, and Doctor Drew, you see my size, but I can handle myself. And uh, yeah, he uh, explained to him that I was a Vietnam vet, and if he—if uh, I catch him in my house uh, without uh, me knowing about it, he needs to watch Full Metal Jacket and know what a VC special is. So. Um, After this, the third was probably what, seven months pregnant. We were really watching her close. Uh, she let him in the house. We didn't know it. Uh, I heard something again. I went up there. And yes, I had a knife in my hand. It seems like us Abrahams have a knife problem, but if you really don't. But I was cooking. <laughs> I went upstairs. And uh, there he was. He grabbed my phone, called 911. And the police hauled me out of my own home. And the reason why, because he wasn't trespassing. Both times he wasn't trespassing, because in Iowa, if a family member lets you know, it's not, it's not trespassing. Lovely. So I, Lovely so that law I comes into the family home. And uh, so that I told, I, I mean, I, I had a knife. I didn't touch him. Uh, I didn't even go in the room. But uh, the young man, unfortunately, peed his pants and did another mess. So um, <laughs> it was unfortunate. Now, now, okay. did did, he, did you have to go to anger management and be on probation for that? Uh, I was on probation. I did not have any <laughs> in his own home. <laughs> in his own home, <laughs> Mister Libertarian, speak up! It's crazy. <laughs> you can't even kick <laughs> a boy let me, let me, out of your house let, let who's let me, having sex with you can, your teenage you daughter. What's that, Michael? Huh? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, right? Say, you know, they, they, threw, they threw four felony counts against me, but uh, when, in his they, house. No one's. Yeah, but that's you know state law, state law, different state laws. So, um, uh, why are you away. being silent, Drew? Uh, that Eric should piss you off. I, I, I wasn't there. But, but the, yeah. here, here, oh, oh, okay. Okay, come on, Bob. Let, let, let me clear my name here a little bit. So, yeah. say, go ahead. I'm saying, I'm saying that what you did, your teenage daughter was having sex in your house, and you kicked a guy out, and you ended up being in trouble. That's America now. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's crazy. I was thrown out of many a gal's house when I was uh, that age, and it wasn't a crime against the father. It was the right thing to do as the father. Correct? Well, it was you. So, <laughs> so, so definitely the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I've made amends for that. So needless to say, Derek, Derek got in a car accident. We lost him, unfortunately. The state main witness fell. Sarah would not testify. She refused to testify to be a state witness. So everything was... Crazy, crazy. He, he, I think that kid had way more issues than has really been... We don't want to... You know, I don't know him, but... He sounded like there was a lot going on with him, a lot. And I mean, I, and at a certain point, I think that the girls, later on, seasons later, because I'm more of a late, late yes, viewer. Yes, I know you are. Right? So the, the guys seem to be ones that want to gravitate towards the fame on a certain level, some of them. Some of them. Right? Matt, well, my, Mike got in a fight with one of them. And how do you, how do you wise your kid up, Michael, to that they just want to be on television? You know what I mean? Well, if your daughter's I mean, going out with somebody that just wants to be on television, how do, how do you parent that? Because that's rarefied air of parenting right there. It's hard. <laughs> I hope you well, learned your lesson yeah, from the knife yeah. thing. Hey, you guys, <laughs> let me do something. Let me. I want to take a little break, if you don't mind. Let's. Uh, we're of course talking to Grace from the Grace Report. Grace, give us all your particulars where people can find you. 
Sure, yeah. You can find me on my YouTube channel, Grace Report. Also under Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the same name as well. And as I said, Michael is Mike spelled backwards. E-K-I-M Abraham is his Twitter handle. We're going to take a little break. Got a lot more to go. Got a bunch of calls. Grace staying with us. Michael staying with us. Bob staying with us. Be right back. Well, I think everyone's aware we just went through a terrible flu season and uh, allergy season coming up. Hydrolyte. Stay ahead of your hydration. Quite simply, Hydrolyte is the best oral rehydration product I've ever tried. I've said it a million times. This is an exact product I intended to create because I knew we had a need for it. And these guys, apparently they own Australia and they brought it over here and I can't say enough about it. My son just had a neurovirus. He was extremely sick and we literally avoided hospitalization by keeping him rehydrated with uh, Hydrolyte. So, uh, I am grateful to them. Uh, I, I understand what this is. This is, you know, this is the kind of replacement you need if you're dehydrated, if you're vomiting, if you have diarrhea, if you're working out hard, and just in daily in life. Some people tend to not pay attention to staying hydrated, and this is the way to do so. It's more than water. You got to understand, water is one piece of hydration, but the solute, what's in the water, is what really gives you the volume replacement. So whether you're sick or not, you can absolutely benefit from proper balance of sodium, glucose, and water. Hydrolyte does this better than sports drinks or certainly better than water alone. Great flavors, orange, berry, lemonade. I, of course, like the fizzy tablets that you put in a bottle of water, and there you've got them. Uh, Hydrolyte delivers up to four times your electrolytes with 75% less sugar. Solutions are appropriate for all ages, and each bottle or package includes easy-to-follow instructions. So you can find Hydrolyte at Rite Aid or at hydrolite.com slash drdrew, D-R-D-R-E-W. And for a limited time for our listeners, you can save 30% on Hydrolite. Just click on the banner on my website at drdrew.com and use the code drdrew18, D-R-D-R-E-W-18, at checkout at hydrolite.com slash D-R-D-R-E-W and use the code D-R-D-R-E-W-18 at checkout and get that great discount. Hydrolite, you will not be disappointed, I promise. Hydrolite. Oh, we're back. I just drank a whole bottle of Hydrolite. And Hydrolite literally, literally got my son through the norovirus. He might have had to been hospitalized if he didn't have the oral there uh, it rehydration. Is. Yeah, Hydrolite. I'm a big, 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 big fan. And don't forget the Bergamot. Oh, yeah, and Bergamot. Our friends at Bergamot. Bergamot, Bergamot Pro, Bergamot Plus. I haven't Plus. taken that. Is that. What does that do? Something for your prostate? Po- no, no. It's polyphenols. <laughs> it's good for your cholesterol. It's good for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, too. But it's uh, not for you. Well, you. no, let me speak for Hydrolyte. Because yeah. I get to, you always do the commercials. Okay. So, right. Hydrolyte, if you chew nicotine gum as much as I do, that dehydrates you. So, you need Hydrolyte if you're trying to stop smoking. Oh, Swear to God. That, I, you're right. I, that's an interesting, uh, interesting ah, juxtaposition. Yeah, thank you, Bob. know that. That's D- good Drew's advice. the one who told me. Do you know the story of my nicotine gum addiction? Yes. It's your husband's fault. I know, but <laughs> I tried. Are you I, smoking you cigarettes? I could no, not okay. for 15 that, years. There you but go. I'm going bankrupt from buying nicotine uh, well, gum. Well, Hydrolite <laughs> doesn't. You're welcome. Hydrolite doesn't want to promote it as an anti, uh, an alcohol rehabilitation. But, drink, but, yeah. but for but, but for smoking, yeah. you know, for nicotine sure, it's a gum, it's a great note. We should mention all it to of him. the patches dehydrate yes, you. They do the gum and the lozenges and, all even, dehydrate. Even you. they make you feel dehydrated. This can rehydrate. And we're all getting old little, and dehydrated. Let me show you a little thing. I think it's why people claim they have a headache from when the they're trying to stop smoking, right? Because they're dehydrated. Could be. I've been drinking this stuff forever. Hydrolyte, yeah, and it. I don't have headaches. I feel fine. I feel 100%. God bless you, Bob. But let's get Bob. back to Michael okay. and this this thing. I'm just, I know I'm hyper-focused on it. It oh, happened no. to a friend of mine here in L.A. You can't kick the boy out of your house because they, your daughter's the one that invited them. I know. I get it. That's Listen. crazy. Yes, or if you I'm, do it, you... I'm sorry, Michael, that you had to go through that. But I hope it was, I hope it was filmed 
No. It was not. Oh my God! They Morgan and the girl, the other producer, they missed that. No, it was way before their time. Um, but Grace, I'll, I'll turn it back to you for some questions. Then we'll take some calls. Go ahead. Sure, Michael. I'm curious about um, your opinions on some of Sarah's recent parenting decisions. Um, she'd recently like got a touch up on her um, butt implants or whatever they are, and she'd brought. Sophia in the room and posted a selfie of it. Um, sometimes she does other cosmetic procedures like down there. And I believe she's used Sophia's Instagram account to comment on them and other like odd, inappropriate things. I believe Sophia was there when you guys were negotiating her adult video contract as well. So how do you feel these things are going to affect Sophia long term? Okay. First of all, I did not negotiate her adult contract. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what you said. Uh, that's what the perception was. That was part of the PR oh, game. Sorry. Okay. What were you doing right. at Vivid with Sophia? Sorry, oh, I was there. No, I, I met. I, I met with uh, Vivid C- CEO. Okay, that I did not uh-huh. negotiate. That's what we have. Con- that's what we have attorneys for. Unfortunately, okay. TMZ and everybody else, you know, including MTV Press, they 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 took advantage of all that. Yeah, but you know the world you're in. That's the great storyline. The dad helped with the porn. This is like Victorian area America. They love salacious, <laughs> gossipy, especially when your parents are business people. And so, just say, Michael, just say, I didn't have nothing to do with it. That's just gossip on TMZ. You know what I mean? The more you defend yourself in no, these things, the worse you look. Okay, because you know, as a as a, as a parent, I wanted the opportunity to find out exactly what happened, not what I read what happened. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a parent, or even as a business partner, which I was not part of that, you want to find out what's going on, especially if it's your only daughter, okay? And she's only 20 years old. So I had every right to be there. And I called Steve Hirsch out. He had, he had, a, he had at that time, an 11-year-old child. I asked him how he would feel when his child gets involved in the adult industry. So, you know, it wasn't me trying to negotiate. It was me trying to get my finger under, you know, basically under, under him. Hey, Grace, uh, I, I, have, I have a couple of – maybe I can help with this too. We have a couple of sort of Sophia kinds of questions here. Let me yeah, – yeah, get... I want to go back and address Grace's uh, – about those procedures. Yeah. Uh, okay, first of all, her uh, vagina or custom vagina or whatever rebuilt. Sophia was not there, had nothing to do with that. Uh, her butt implants, whatever, yeah, my granddaughter was there. There's nothing wrong with that. There's so many women and men, especially men now, getting plastic surgery out there. Um, you know, the biggest, the biggest challenge and the greatest sin for youth right now is ignorance and not having correct education or experience. That's what we saw through the 40s, 50s, and 60s of, of young women being shamed about their bodies and sex. So when they were abused, they were shamed. That was a setup. We don't believe in that. There, you know, Sophia, you know, we protect her. You know, butt implants, there's nothing wrong with butt implants. You know, the uh, vagina procedure, she said, there was not, nothing going on. You know, there was no Sophia there. Right. But, uh, Let's get this from. She was Bruce. commenting from Sophia's Instagram account, though, which was a bit odd, wouldn't you think? It is a little, a little odd, but again, uh, if you look at the legality of things, you got to be 18 years old. They really have social media on Twitter and everything else, even though that's what they say that everybody is under age is on. But yeah, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna. 
say it's a bad thing. But I mean, you can you can understand that people get a little nervous oh, yeah. about that stuff, yeah. right? So, I so mean, I mean, Doctor was on the Christian. I got a church. I was at church today. I have people come up to me. How in the heck can you? How can you come to our church when your daughter is doing all these things? I goes, my daughter doing anything illegal? Uh, I don't think so. Is that's that a, that's an interesting. Place? Listen, that's an interesting thing. Is it a Christian church? Of course, yes, it yes, <laughs> it's an interesting. It's an interesting challenge to, to Christian values. I, I got to say because they're supposed to be accepting, right? Oh, but Stormy Daniels isn't. Come on, yeah. Let, let's yeah. talk with <laughs> Br- Brina. Bri- <laughs> let's not get Bob too far up. I know, I yeah, I the liberalism will come out in me again. Br- yeah. Brina, Brianna. I, I don't. There's a call here. Is it Brina? Brina, Brianna, Brianna, Brianna. Brianna. Go what's Brianna. happening? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey. hey there. Hey, Mike. I was wondering, how often are you actually getting to see Sophia? I know nowadays most grandparents are very active in their children, raising their children's children now. So how often are you actually seeing Sophia? Okay, well, um, <clears throat> uh, let's honestly answer this question. Uh, up to January, I probably saw Sophia every other day, if not every day. Um this last year, Farah and Sophia lived up uh, in my home for eight months. So I saw her every day. Uh, now that uh, they're uh, residing both in Texas and in L.A., but they're in L.A. a heck of a lot, uh, I see her probably every three weeks personally, and I talk to her every other day, if not every day. On the phone, we do FaceTime. So I'm, um, you know, I'm still her male figure. You know, she has no father. Uh, Sophia comes to me uh, all the time, and we talk to her all the time. So I'm very much involved. This is another Sophia, uh, probably an Instagram question or something. Uh, this is uh, Andrea. Oh, yes, hello. Um, I was just wondering what um, either Farah or Michael are doing to protect um, Sophia from, um, you know, say, like online predators a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Sophia posted a Snapchat and mm-hmm. adult men were commenting on how hot she is. Mm. Yikes. Okay. I, I think the question, and, and forgive me, I still got those hearing aids, Dr. Drew, but um, about predators, uh, uh, we, we monitor all of her, we record everything, and we have had a uh, history working with uh, both federal and national authorities. And uh, when that happened, we turned it in, and then they, uh, you know, we work closer with Facebook and Twitter and their security. So all you can really do is turn the stuff in. Um, you know, anything that's been out there uh, that I've seen has been that bad. But you know, there there, there are questions out there. And uh, to be quite honest with you, Farah has no TV now. She doesn't. She's not letting Sophia watch TV, and she's really limited on her social media. Most of the time, if you see her post, Farah is there. Or I'm there. Andrew, where are you calling from? Uh, New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. wow, New Zealand. So weird. This show has such reach. Viacom, baby. <laughs> so Facebook. Right. That's Facebook. That's Facebook, too. That's how she found out about us. Well, we, we uh, uh, my son loved New Zealand, and uh, everyone I know loves New Zealand, so you thank you what? for joining us. You know us. one thing I know about New Zealand? They don't want Americans moving there. Yeah, anywhere good. Doesn't <laughs> no. want Californians or Americans. That's, that's not quite true. <laughs> well, you have to start yeah. a business. Oh, you thank have you to, very much. You have All to right. prove to this to the country that you're an asset to them. Right. Well, that's what every country does, except not us. England will take me in a second. 
No, you have to show how you're going to make a living. Do you know it. my story? I was going to Jeffrey Lee Pierce, the guy who died, who you the the confusion with you and I, right? Had given up his citizenship because in England they give you heroin at the pharmacy. So right. he tells me about it. I try to do it. They don't want me because I'm a convicted felon. Okay, well there you go. See, you're uh, you're one of those. Uh, I'm American. I can't even leave. All right, Grace. We're going to wrap up in a minute. I'll give you one last question here, if you wish, Grace. Okay, uh, really quickly, just to follow up with Andrea, that um, Snapchat thing with Sophia wasn't the only time that she had gone live and kind of um, opened up to strangers kind of thing. Um, it was uh, an Instagram, I think just two weeks ago as well, where she went live. There's a time when she gave out her phone number as well, so I do think that it is something that Sarah needs to take more seriously. But uh, my main question would be, what's been going on with Deborah lately? In the last Teen Mom OG reunion, she really called... Sarah's mental health into question mm-hmm. and I was curious how the family has handled that and what they think her motivation is and, whether and, or not let me, kind let of me, discredit her. Michael can't address that part as well as I can. That was way edited down, my inter- my interview with her and, and it didn't come across the way the conversation was at all. It, it really, I, I, again I don't watch these things so I don't watch it very carefully but but what I saw, I was like, "Oh, that's not that's not what that felt like." What, what, it, it was. It, it seemed a little more. Um, it was conversational when she mentioned what, it. And no, then they no, it was not. It conver- no, not conversation. It was very like, "Gosh, I wish I'd done more if I had understood these things." But I what wish- about saying her it, mental health? It, it, she said, "There's." I, I'm beginning to understand that Farrah may have a, a, a personality, personality thing. Yeah, yeah, and there's things to be done about it. I wish I'd known. It could have helped. And, blah, blah, blah. I got news and it was for very. Ain't nothing to be done about it. No, there, yes, DBT. Well, DBT helps, and we discussed DBT. In fact, and, and no, she was. I, I think age has something to do with age. How they get better. Definitely, yep. definitely they get, get better. better. That that is there. But anyway, so 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 the point is, it's, it's it was much more of a, a mom being concerned and you know being regretful. She hadn't done things. Look at how wonderful Mary Carey was was the other the last time. I know that that's just age. That's wisdom and age and experience. And recovery. Mm. Well, recurring, remitting recovery. But recovery. <laughs> but recovery. Anyway, so we'll give Michael a chance to answer. Go ahead, Michael. Okay. Uh, to get back with that now, um, Deborah's an attention seeker, okay? If she's labeling your daughter. She didn't label. They didn't label, didn't come across. Well, there what no... diagnosis is she suggesting? Yeah. Obviously, well, borderline. Yeah. Well, right? yeah, but unfortunately, it's projective yeah. identification, isn't it? <laughs> right. You, you, right. You and I are saying that. So, so okay. she's not in a position to say that. And I don't, you don't, I don't have to say it. I'll say it. And they didn't put that on That's television. That's the pot calling the kettle black is what no, they say. No, but it was on the blog. She gave it a, a couple of specific <laughs> names on a blog. I don't remember what they were, but she like threw some things out there. And I, I'm curious, like, is this with a biopic? She's shaking in her boots about what's going to come out. What's well, going on there? Well, let's put it this way. For anybody, if you're on TV or if you have a private life, yeah. your mental health issues should be taken care of by you. Right. Like, and your professionals. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah has her professionals. Yep. I, I have an excellent shrink and counselor that I see. Okay. Uh, I don't know what Deborah does. I wish she would. But unfortunately, her spouse thinks he, he can now diagnose Sarah and me. So you have to understand they both feed into each other. I mean, Grace, you don't see me doing a rap. You don't see me running around in leather clothes. Um, <laughs> yes, I, 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 I will miss Dr. Drew and a lot of the people on the show. That was a good one, Michael. Things go on. I, we knew this show would not go on forever, okay? And the bottom line is, um, yeah, I'll miss my check. But hey, my income already replaced it. So uh, Deborah's having difficulty. That's why, you know, in, in, you will not see me and you like today, you will not see me throwing my daughter under the bus. 
even when I know that there's there's a little gray line, most all these subjects, we you know, fair enough, we talked about this. The last two years, we, we basically squeezed in the last 10 years where we were lacking being a daughter and a father, squeezed that in, and this last season was the result. If you really think about all the seasons compared to this last seventh season, with Amy and me and Sophia and Farrah, we were happy campers. It was everybody else whacked out. I think Grace's questions are about Sophia and about no, protecting no, her no, and no, that listen, type of thing, y- yes, right? Because yes, adults get what they get. Who cares? But children are innocent, and you have to be a little mindful that there are a lot of freaks out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? And you can't have your kid out there exposed to that kind but, of but stuff. But Michael just answered that. He said yeah. they sent it to the federal government. They, they just and, and then Grace said, please monitor more carefully. Said the, 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 the libertarian. The government is going to protect Sophia. No, her grandfather and her mother and, and the people who love her yes, are going to. Yes, that's true. And you just got to be wise because I don't want to think it, but Drew has really educated me. Like this stuff goes on every day. Everywhere in America, yep. molestation, abuse of children, yep. it is real, it is rampant. going on, and it's rampant. And so to be flip about allowing your 11-year-old or 10-year-old to be on Instagram being called sexy by freaks, that's kind of irresponsible. And I think that's what Grace was trying to say, right, Grace? And to add to that, the fact that she's allowed to wear so much makeup that the school you know, brings Sarah into the office and says, listen, you're eight-year-old daughter cannot be wearing this much makeup you well, know do you, and then- do you have children grace no okay well <laughs> no. i do and here's the thing that that it ruminates with you and every, everyone that does knows they just do what you do so if there is dawn's makeup first thing in the morning before anybody sees her that's what her child is going to do and so this is what's supposed to educate us as adults and as parents like we need to look at ourselves because it comes out in our children and if she wants to objectify mm-hmm. herself and she wants to wear makeup and do porn, who cares? But when when you look yourself in the in the mirror, which is your daughter, and you see that, that should wake you up more than Grace, uh, you know, p- you know, putting something on the internet. Mm-hmm. More than Drew confronting her on television. When you see your daughter objectifying herself at ten years old, I think he, it would wake anybody up, wouldn't it, Drew? Yeah, but I don't think Farrah would say that's objectification. That's oh my I don't God. think she would. <laughs> I, I, I think that's. I, I'm like a dinosaur. I'm a dinosaur. Why? Why did we leave it out there? Yeah. The reason why we left it out there is because the authorities are still tracking these people, okay? Oh, so gotcha. we're just not letting it go. So no, not why did you leave it out there? there? Why is it on multiple things? Like it happened on Snapchat, then it's happened on Instagram as well, is what I mean. Like why is she even on social media kind of thing? Well, my there suspicion are would, a brand. My suspicion would be money, and that's what's the root of all evil. They, you guys, we got to so, wrap. We got to wrap this all up. I, I'm sorry to push uh, towards the end here. I know it's an interesting conversation. Grace, thank you for joining us. Appreciate all your your good tough questions as always. And uh, anything for me before I let you go? As usually, you have a, no 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 uppercut or anything before. <laughs> it's been great. Well, you know what? My final question was going to be: What um, will you absolutely not miss about working with Team Mom? Because Farah said that she suffered like a lot of things from producers antagonizing and stuff. So. Like, as you leave Teen Mom, like, for good, what is one thing that you won't miss at all? Are you so leaving it for good? Oh, is the manipulation. Um, yes. um, probably not. I mean, I didn't mind filming. 
Okay. But the manipulation towards the end is the one thing I'm not going to miss at all. You know, I, um, I'll miss some of the people, even though everybody thinks we don't talk to them, but uh, we do talk to some of them. Uh, you know, Gary's phenomenal. Taylor is a wonderful father. I have a lot of respect for him. Yeah, he is a good guy, man, that guy. You know, uh, Tyler, you like he him? and I go off and forth. You know, but right. I only wish them the very best. Each and every one of them. That's all I can really say. But the thing is, um, I'll leave you with this. Thera has always been the first. They'll argue that. She's the first for podcasts, books, and she's the first one to leave. But guess what? It's always better to get off the ship while it's going kind of smooth before it's starting to sink. And after 10 years, um, it's time for a change. And Thera has a lot to, so much more to live and so much, so many more surprises. Dr. Drew, you know that her book's being made uh, into a movie. And uh, she's working in the you know, script. I mean, she's trying to move from reality TV, which is extremely hard, to scripted work. Well, you should know. So, uh, you should see it. Yeah, you should know that um, that all the producers, you know, even when they were having difficulties with her, would always say, you know, the one thing about Farrah, when she was, she was all business. She was all. Well, let all me business. let me say it how they really say it. She is television gold. No, no, no. They wouldn't. She I'm not is. talking about that. that that's, she is though. That's that's you. <laughs> I, I'm telling you that literally, they would go like, you know, when when it was really, you know, crunch time, she would she was about getting stuff done. And um, so yeah. that was her thing. So, uh, Grace, thank you. And guys, Michael, great talk you to you. Good luck with everything. And please you. send my best to Fair. I, I will, I hope we'll stay in touch. And if we can do anything to support you guys, you let us know, okay? Definitely. Thank you, guys. Come right. on, keeping on. Thank you, Bob. Thank, thank, you. thank you, Michael. Bye bye. And a reminder um, please go to doctor.com, click through on the Hydrolight banner. You get 30% off with your purchase. Uh, as Bob told you, he's using it regularly. We all do. My son got through norovirus. Thank you. Because then, also, if you want to get some special prices on Bergamot, the banner at doctor.com, we give you a discount as well. We're proud to have these products. Uh, they will keep us healthy and keep us going here in 2018. Check also uh, my KBC 790 KBC Midday Live talk show where I interviewed Dennis Rodman. Really? He did in the, the studio the, or on the phone? On the phone. is the only interview he did on Earth. In regards to is he going to win the Nobel Prize? Well, I just I, I asked him this. I asked him this, and I said I said I said Dennis, did you ever imagine that we'd be saying Dennis Rodman contributed to World Peace? And he, and he he's doing really really well. I'll tell yeah. you about it a little later. Cool cool. Um, uh, yeah, next show. Uh, of course, my co-host Lawrence Savant. We're there twelve to three Pacific time in San Francisco at eight ten KGO in Los Angeles KBC seven ninety. Uh, let's see. Simple to find the shows for the in a podcast form at Dr. Drew.com and uh, also check out our new podcast, Swole Patrol Weekly Infusion, and the Dr. Drew podcast. Got some very interesting guests coming in all the podcasts, so please stay tuned. We thank you all for being here. Thank you all for calling and thank you all for watching, and we'll uh, see you next time. Remember, you can find all these podcasts at drdrew.com. The Dr. Drew podcast, the This Life podcast, and the Adam and Drew podcast, which is available five days a week. Find them all on iTunes and rate us five stars. Subscribe and get it first. And if you're really happy, click on the Amazon banner at drdrew.com to help support the show. We'll thank you for it. If you join the email list via drdrew.com slash contact, we'll send you a weekly infusion newsletter with Dr. Drew's News. We're so grateful when you get in touch. We read all your emails and we'll bring you the subject matter you want to hear about. You live.